Welcome into the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. J.P. Shadrick with you on Friday, September 10th, and we have the best of the week around Jaguars Broadcasting and Jaguars.com, including Tony Baselli, Pete Briscoe, and Fred Taylor on the debut of Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence breaking down the Texans' defense, and Meyer managing everything headed into Week 1. Remember to subscribe to the Jaguars official podcast network available on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. Give us a comment and a five-star rating. Season tickets, single game tickets, and group tickets are available for the Jaguars. Be a part of the new era of Jaguars football and own it. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. That's the same number for the Packers-Saints game this Sunday at TIAA Bank Field. It's a 425 kickoff. Of course, it was moved from New Orleans to Jacksonville after Hurricane Ida. The easiest way to get tickets is to visit ticketmaster.com. Let's start today with Urban Meyer's Monday press conference after the Jaguars returned from a three-day break. The Jaguars head coach discussed the preseason preparation plus his level of concern while managing a roster with COVID-19 restrictions. Did the three preseason games give you a good idea of what to expect? Yeah, uh, that's a good question because it is different. Um, obviously, you look out there and you see a much smaller roster. You know, you're, we're still deciding who's going to be inactive the day of the game, those type of things. That's the little bit of anxiety that I have. That, that's all new to me. Uh, but, you know, as far as game management, I feel very good about it. I feel very good about our coaching staff. And most importantly, I feel good about the locker room, which may be the most important thing in, or, in any organization. From talking to your coaches who were in the NFL last year, what's the kind of feeling you get about how much the potential for interruption is from, from COVID compared to last year? Last year, well, obviously I wasn't involved, but there's a horror story is that people would come in and you three guys, you five guys, whatever, and then you never really, I, I, I saw some coach saying that, uh, you know, the lack of interaction with your players because you're looking at an iPad or a screen, that's, it's, that's no way to coach. But unfortunately, we had to do that. But uh, yeah, this is nothing. You know, it's, we're, we're extremely cautious right now. As a matter of fact, we, uh, I saw where the Cowboys lost a player. And uh, you know, we got AJ Kent back today. But we redid the mating rooms. We spaced them out even more. We're just really taking that six feet as, as serious as you can, even the vaccinated guys. Did you have any concerns? I know it was kind of circulating on the internet, especially after the Dolphins put two players on COVID lists this morning. Concerns about guys having those three days off, going out, interacting? Oh, yeah. yeah, very concerned. And you know, got to have a little bit of level of trust that you trust your players how serious this is. And But you also can't ask them to go close the door in their closet. And so I, I understand young people are old people. I went to the Gator game. so But you try to keep your space as best you can. Later in the week, Urban Meyer explaining his approach to the first game of the 2021 season. Certainly in college, it's a you know it's it's a March Madness. You're a you know it's just a little different that you, you know you can't lose a game in college. And professional football reality is reality. But yeah, heck yeah, this is a tone setter. This is a setter for everything. But it's also the first game. On to the quarterback. 
In the common draft era starting in 1967, number one overall pick quarterbacks have four wins, 20 losses, and one tie in their first career starts combined. The last person to win his first career start as a number one overall pick was back in 2002, David Carr of the Houston Texans. Usually, first overall picks are there for a reason. Their team was the worst in the league the year before. Trevor Lawrence will make his first career start Sunday against the Houston Texans and talked about the opponent this week. Um, just a really sound defense. They don't try to necessarily trick you. They don't have a bunch of crazy looks and, you know, all these different coverages. They keep it pretty simple, but the tough thing about that is when you keep something simple, they, everyone's exactly where they're supposed to be, so it makes those windows tighter. Um, they do a really good job when they play man coverage of not giving up big plays, so that'll be a challenge, um, but definitely, definitely, like, definitely like what we've seen from our group. But, um, yeah, they do a good job zone eyes, really good job reading the quarterback. Like they've, they've forced 10 turnovers this preseason, which is you know three games, that's a lot of turnovers. So that's one thing that jumps out off the page when you're looking at just their stats. Um, but just the way they fly around has been, has been impressive to watch. Press conferences available on Jaguars.com. On Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks Wednesday, Bucky, John Osher, and I explained Lawrence's breakdown further. Rush four, drop seven, watch the quarterback, and when the quarterback makes a mistake, catch the ball it's it's uh, tampa 2 based it's what they want to do it is it is not what the jaguars want to do it's not going to be exotic it is a smart thing to play against a rookie quarterback it, it's what they play anyway but it's a smart thing to play against a rookie quarterback because you figure at some point the rookie quarterback will throw a pass that you can get if you're playing man you may not see that pass mm-hmm. if you're playing zone you're supposed to see it yeah i think giant nail on the head he obviously had been around it for a long time when he was working with the Colts, and he saw tony dungy and his crew win a super bowl with tampa too it is a defense that really can confound quarterbacks even though it's simplistic in design it is one of those things where the defense is betting that the quarterback would not take the check down over and over and over again over a 60-minute game and what they want to do is they want to make the quarterback pay the price for when he gets greedy and tries to force one down the field. He's going to throw it into the hands of awaiting defenders that have their eyes on the quarterback. Trevor gets it because Trevor talked about they play with zone eyes. One of the benefits of playing zone coverage is you have your eyes on the quarterback, and in theory, you should get your hands on more balls because you see it come out of his hands, and if this is baseball, you steal more bases on the pitcher, than the catcher. And so the early breaks that you're able to get by looking at the quarterback should lead to more interceptions. Trevor has to do a great job of being patient. He has to be he has to be disciplined when it comes to his reads, and he has to be willing to take the three and four yard game and hope that his receivers can break a tackle and make that into a ten yard game. Bucky the base stealer here. I, I didn't think we would have any baseball yes, references did. today. Yes. I wasn't ready for that. I gotta admit I, I was not ready I was ready for the show. I was not ready for that. <laughs> oh, you, you, you didn't know you were hosting with your own version of Ricky Anderson? Yeah, yes. I was going to say. Yes, uh, Bucky, Bucky, Bucky knows baseball, too. Did you have his wheels, Buck? <laughs> <laughs> Could you run like No, Ricky? but I, got do- I have double batting gloves in my back pockets. In <laughs> Love that. Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks airs Wednesdays at 4.30 on Jaguars.com and Jaguars social media channels. On to Happy Hour Radio Monday, head coach Urban Meyer makes his regular season debut this week, of course, and Tony Baselli and Pete Prisco discussed how Meyer and the Jaguars handle the pressure cooker of an NFL season. You know yes. what I like about Urban? He's like us, Tony. He doesn't like shaving. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's pretty casual. He likes to yeah. just hang, hang out. I kind of like really, that. I'm really interested to see what he's like on the sideline during the game. And, what is, and when it, it, now that it counts, 
how does he handle? I mean, how does he? How does how does this team handle adversity? Because you you know everything's been so good so far, Pete. You know what I mean? Excitement, number one overall pick. You got one of the best college coaches in the history of the game of football as your head coach. You're investing a lot of money. There's a ton of energy, and everything's good. And you know, like you know, this covering the NFL, it's like that in a lot of camps. Like everyone feels good this time of year. It's like woohoo. Here we go, baby, Super Bowl. And then reality sets in. And that first game comes and smacks you in the face. And uh, 16 teams are going to wake up Monday morning, some Tuesday morning, some fr- one, a couple on Friday, going, um, that didn't quite go the way we thought. We have some issues to work out. And uh, But he did have the stress of the quarterback competition that he already had to deal with. So <laughs> that, that already. So. That's, that's a great <laughs> measuring are, are stick curious, right there. Are you, yeah. Aren't you curious how he's, how, the, he, like, how his demeanor and how he handles it? Because, I mean, yes, the last time we saw him lose. Yeah, I mean, the last time we saw Urban Meyer, he just won every game at Ohio State. And, and he didn't lose much in Florida. No, he had won, and he had he one know, year. And, and, like, and a, here's the other thing. A loss in college football is so much more impactful than a loss in the NFL, which is why you've got to turn the page right away. And so how as a college coach does he handle that? He's got to become an NFL coach. And, and I think he's smart enough that he'll figure that out. But I think the first – like if they lost on Sunday, I don't think he would handle it very well. Now, now Tom didn't handle it very well either, but Tom was – got to give Tom credit because once Monday he, he got all of it out, he moved on to the next one. He figured that out early. Really? He went on the practice field with us. He reminded us. <laughs> well, you needed to get beat up half the time. You needed you needed an attitude adjustment. I mean, it was the twenty four. It was the twenty four hour rule. Unless Tom didn't like something you were doing on Wednesday, <laughs> then it became the seventy two hour rule. And if he didn't like that, it became the ninety six hour rule on Thursday. No, I look. I get it from that standpoint. I'm talking about here in your head. You know what I mean? You can't walk around all sullen. The whole week. Me and Osher used to figure out, try and read Tom all the time and say, oh, he thinks he's winning this week. Like the way he acted during the week. You could usually get a good tell on him. But I wonder if Urban's that same kind, you know, where you could get a tell that he put that one behind him and he's already feeling good about this one. Because I, the look he had on the sideline in New Orleans, oh my gosh. He would have thought he was losing in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. It's just going to be fascinating to me. I'm just very curious. I hope we don't find out for a while. I hope we get a win in Houston. I mean, that's a game that they, uh, I think they should win. Happy Hour Monday airs 4 to 6 p.m. on 1010XL AM and Jaguar social media with a replay from 8 to 10 p.m. on 1010XL AM and 92.5 FM in Jacksonville. Let's now preview Sunday's visit with pride of the Jaguars running back, Fred Taylor. He joins us each week on Countdown to Kickoff on the Jaguars radio network. And this week, we got his thoughts on the debut for Urban Meyer and quarterback Trevor Lawrence. A lot of folks say, hey, it's NFL. It's the first game. There's 16 more after this and and all that. Well, it's important to get off on the right foot for these two guys, right? They want to make a really good impression right out of the gate. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, you don't look at, you don't invest and look at your stock and say, well, okay, I lost 20% out the gate. You got to make up 30, 40% to recover. You know, and I look at the NFL the same way. Once you put yourself in the hole, you're always scratching out of it. You have more opportunities to get back on track, but still, you know, you 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 never want to have that it's okay mindset. You know, I believe in urgency right now. 
And uh, I think the fan base should believe in that. We should all be realistic. You, you, you want to win now, especially for this organization. They've been trying to put some pieces of the puzzle together. We tend to make excuses. This is a young team or this is young position. You got to win. We, it's a team for a reason. The group has to come together and, and put their best foot forward uh, each and every Sunday. And, uh, and, and I really think that having a divisional opponent out the gate makes it even more important to win now. So it starts today. The full interview airs about 20 minutes before Sunday's 1 o'clock kickoff on Countdown to Kickoff on the Jaguars radio network. And Fred will be with Mike Dempsey and me in Jaguars postgame immediately after the game goes final. When we return, John McLean of the Houston Chronicle on the future of Deshaun Watson in Houston. Offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel and defensive coordinator Joe Cullen explain their week ahead. Plus, Urban Meyer on how Cullen came to win the coordinator job and what to expect from the defense this Sunday. All that after this. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. And the Daily's play schedule is heating up tonight. Sam Hunt, plenty of great shows coming in the weeks and months ahead. Visit dailiesplace.com for tickets. And as always, thanks for checking out the official Jaguars Podcast Network, a free subscription on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. We have this one each Friday. This morning, the Ozone Podcast returned with defensive tackle Malcolm Brown. Give us that five-star rating. Let's move to a look at the big story surrounding the Houston Texans all offseason and now into the regular season. What happens with quarterback Deshaun Watson? Ashton Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton sat down with Houston Chronicle NFL writer John McClain to find out. All right, John, so I'm just going to throw it out there. What the heck is going on with Deshaun Watson? I know he's not playing on Sunday. Is he ever going to play for the Texans? The Jaguars have not faced well against him. Can Jacksonville here take a sigh of relief that they might not see him in Houston anymore? As I've been writing, broadcasting, tweeting, texting since March, Watson will never take another snap with the Texans. And whenever somebody makes them an offer that uh, general manager Nick Casario wants, they'll trade him. Nobody's done that with all the 22 civil lawsuits, investigations by the NFL, Houston police, grand jury could indict, FBI's looking into it. Nobody is going to make an offer they want under those circumstances and He's being carried on the active roster. He'll be a healthy branch every week, and it would behoove them to wait until the next draft and uh, then trade him because then they'd know where teams are going to finish, which teams have multiple number one picks. Their ultimate goal is to get three ones and two twos. You can spread that out over three years. So that's been the package they want, and they would have gotten it before the draft, but then the lawsuits started piling up. I've heard the word fire sale with the Texans this week. This roster is not really done uh, moving around, I guess. Uh, what else do you expect this season? How many moves will this team make to keep trading? Well, first of all, fire sales for people that are clueless about what's going on here. They traded Bradley Roby, who had who was suspended the last five games last year, kept on uh, on a disciplinary reason, and was not playing this year. So 
they traded him, or they're in the process of trading him to New Orleans, and they bring in players for the practice squad. So they've done just the opposite of the fire sale. And uh, going back, they could have got young. They could have traded a lot of veterans and loaded up with draft choices and undrafted free agents. They only have five rookies on the team. You know, they have 31 new new players, and that was the plan for Nick Casario and David Culley. Both are in their positions for the first time. They wanted to establish a culture. They wanted a mindset with their players, and they thought that's much easier to do with veterans who come from teams where they've done that, establish that foundation, and then you'll start to get younger next year when they finally have another number one pick and they have all their picks and probably multiple picks for Deshaun Watson. Jags drive time here is Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday mornings at 10 o'clock on Jaguars.com and the Jags social media channels. Now back to the Jaguars, and let's hear from the coordinators. Offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel has the offense ready to roll this Sunday. We've heard about Trevor Lawrence, of course, most of the offseason, but he also needs some weapons to throw the football to. DJ Chark Jr. missed much of training camp with a hairline fracture in the middle finger of his right hand. It is a big year for Chark personally, his fourth season, and a contract year. Bevel explained what Chark does for the Jaguars' offense. I mean, it's huge for us. I mean, he's he's a veteran player. You know, he's he's, he's a Pro Bowl player. Brings great experience to us. I mean, he he really has been working his tail off. You know, and it's unfortunate that he that he uh, you know hurt that finger because it he missed some of the time. But uh, these last I would say three days, um, he's really kind of hit his stride again. He's got his speed back. Um, he looks really good moving down the field. So um, I mean, I'm excited with him and Marv and and uh, and Lavisca. On the defensive side, it feels like everybody's fired up to see what this defense might look like Sunday. Defensive coordinator Joe Cullen has plenty of tricks up his sleeve. We've used a lot of different packages. Um, you know, sometimes you just wait for the right opportunity, but we get, we'll get we have some with five down line, we'll have some with four down line, some with three down line, some with two safeties, some with three safeties. So really over the years, just uh, just we, we've adapted and used that in certain situations. Basically, like sometimes you get tied into certain personnel groupings, but basically you you see who what players would fit well if you do use that package. You don't want to just have it just to have it, but uh, I mean you use certain packages, and sometimes you have a dime, sometimes you have like a quarter with. All DBs, no backers, so it's just all relative to who you're playing. Head coach Urban Meyer sat down for the first Urban Meyer show of the regular season Thursday night and discussed a few different items, including a revamped Jaguars defense, the Texans running game, and Tyrod Taylor. It's time to unleash this Jaguars revamped defense. Joe Cullen is in his first opportunity as a defensive coordinator. You've known him for a long time, though. And, and he talked today about the different packages and different personnel groupings that are available and options for this Jaguars defense. I'm curious as an offensive minded coach yourself, how challenging is that for the opposition to prepare for so many packages and groupings that a defense can throw out? Well, that was one of the reasons I hired Joe. Joe, I respect him as a coach and, and I really thought I wanted him on our staff. I knew I wanted him on our staff. I've always studied the Baltimore Ravens defense. I have great respect. You look at the lineage of who's coached in that defense over the years, tremendous coaches, and their style is very hard to prepare for, like you just said, many different blitz packages, uh, personnel groupings, and you'll see everything. Uh, and then I interviewed Joe, and typical, you don't want to stereotype people, but typical D-line coaches are really, they live in a box. They live in that defensive front, but they don't really understand the whole defense, and he kind of blew Myself and Chris Ash was in the interview as well, and blew us away as far as his knowledge of that defense. And that's the defense I wanted. 
So we went with them, and uh, to answer your question, it's very difficult. Urban, this week you're facing a Texans offense that when you just look at the roster, anytime a team's got five running backs on the active roster, you probably can expect one thing. They're going to come out and try to run the football against your defense. That's one of our strengths. So the one thing you look at the what consistently happened in the preseason is we stopped the run for three straight games. You know, we we do it a variety of ways, and number one is we load the box. So we're going to put a lot of pressure on our corners, and that's one of the reasons we went out and got Tyson in the draft, Tyson Campbell and Shaq Griffin in free agency, and then we got Ray J, Rayshon Jenkins. We had to rebuild that back end of our defense and because we knew that the style of defense we're going to play, there's going to be a lot of pressure on those guys. They've got a veteran quarterback in Tyrod Taylor. He hasn't had a whole lot of starts recently. What do you see from him, and what do you expect from him? Do you go back and obviously break down the film when he was a starter at Buffalo, maybe even a little bit of film from the preseason when he was with the Chargers? Because there's plenty of film to watch on him. You just might have to go back quite a few years. Yeah, it's ironic. I watched a lot of the Buffalo because I interviewed a coach uh, from that staff back when Tyrod had ex- was exceptional. I mean, had great success. It was true spread offense, and that's what scares me because I know what athletic quarterbacks can do. You know, they have not run him as much of late. He's a little older now than he was with the Buffalo, but he is uh, a guy that I've always had tremendous respect for. And any anytime a guy can hurt you with his legs, that's just historically in college and pro, that's a tough guy to defend. He can do both, run and throw. Yeah, watching the last preseason game that he played in, there were a couple plays where he extended the play, got outside the pocket, ended up running, but he's been a guy that's been hurting people in the past by extending plays. And he had one play in particular, and I'm not sure if you would remember it, Urban, where he, he gets pressure from a little ET game on his right side, and he gets, or he gets pressure from the right tackle getting pushed into his lap. He actually jumps back, lands on his right leg, somehow ends up going all the way to his left. And I just went to myself, there's not many people that are athletically on the planet that can do that he actually looked like he got hurt yeah you know i saw the play too and i I slowed it down i thought you know most people would probably jp would probably blow his acl out there (laughs) he 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 rallied back and made a play and so that's what that's what scares you and that's where your discipline of your defensive line you hear this quite often stay in your rush lanes you know there's certain quarterbacks that are statues and you can lose contain and this guy you cannot do that you got to stay in your rush lanes Thanks, Urban. Must have been a deep dive into my athletic past. And maybe not a deep dive after all. The Urban Meyer Show airs Thursday at 5 o'clock on the Jaguars Radio Network. Remember to subscribe to the Jaguars' official podcast network. Leave a comment for us, and while you're at it, give us a five-star rating. Enjoy the game this Sunday, and thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next week on the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast, presented by TIAA Bank.